1: Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising show uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. I am here in Carson, California at Dignity Health Sports Park. I'm joined by El Jefe, Mr. Edwin Perez. Como estas?
0: Uh, I would like to say good. I was enjoying life a little bit on a little Sunday, and uh, I tuned in excited. You know, <laughs> after a 6-0 month, I was like, here we go, another rising. It looks like should be a good game. And, yep. Turn to be the opposite, Ramon.
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Tough loss today. Uh 3-0 victory for LA Galaxy 2. Um, it didn't start off well. Uh, first goal came in the second minute, or before the second minute, actually, and it got worse from there. So, not really a great time here. Uh, it's the second time uh rising come into Dignity Dignity Health Sports Park and lose three to zero. The last one coming last year in September. September 29, if I remember correctly, 2021, again, losing 3-0 to LA Galaxy 2. So it was a rough game from the start. Um, Shout-out to Tyler. Uh, Let's see his comment here. He says he's drinking now to erase this memory. (laughs) (laughs) Alex uh, talking – or you could use some OGs as well. Yeah, of course. Shout-out to OGs. But, yeah, Edwin, it's just a rough game. The thing that I was telling uh, Owen a little bit, because he he got up to the press box for a quick second, was the fact that I thought we were done with this – you know, not trying the hustle six victories in a row. I thought rising had got it together. They're, they're going to start playing from the the minute the whistle starts, but that didn't happen today. So did those wins cover the fact that rising are just not playing up to par or not playing the whole 90 minutes? I think when you're winning, it covers your flaws. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you're winning, everything is going right in the
0: world. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with this team, you know, And, and it's fair to celebrate, especially because you go six and no, you know, mm-hmm. you got you got you got to celebrate that. But at but at the same time, you realize that this team is still in work. There's still a lot to improve. And yeah. I mean, this this game showed it. I mean, from the uh, from the second minute, giving up that goal. And, you know, after that third goal, there's times, you know, especially last year, where I'm like, OK, this rising team saw us fight. They can still make this a game. It was never a game. Like mm-hmm. af- after that second goal, I said this this could be a complete raps. And then you yeah. add the third Darnell King's red card. I mean, not even the Rising Magic of last year who they can they can ride a good second half. That that was mm-hmm. never going to happen. The, mm-hmm. the fight wasn't there as you mentioned, and there were just so many so many things went wrong for them today
1: in the second minute remy cabral uh started the the golf the goal scoring for la galaxy 2 um assist by johnny paris i want to talk about johnny paris in a quick second um and then in the in the 13th minute 2-0 cameron bard uh scores for la galaxy 2 again assist from johnny paris and then uh jonathan Perez gets on the board on the 43rd minute right before halftime after the darnell king red card so That pretty much tells you everything today as far as what was going on for um, LA Galaxy 2 because Johnny Perez was just uh, 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 creating havoc on the right-hand side. I thought Ryan Flood... Should have been substituted a very very long time ago. Not up till maybe the 75th minute, I believe, when Um and came in. So I don't know what was going on there. Darnell King also was just not playing up to par. You could see his frustration. Um and uh, Pat, I, we are going to talk about that red card in a little bit. But yeah, just the, the defense wasn't playing great. But I was talking to Owen about this, and we both felt that the fact that Kalistri – Rapetto and Epp started up top and Hurst was the midfielder today, with I which I've seen in spurts throughout the season, but not to start the game, kind of you know, messed up the dynamic there, having only Seijas and Quinn not only having to create the chances, but also having to play a lot defensively and cover a lot of a uh, lot of ground. So, what do you make of that lineup and what do you think of of uh that defense today from rising?
0: before i get into that i feel like we gotta you're talking about your key out of conversation with the man on himself i feel like we gotta bring him on especially let's after bring a tough on. loss because i know the man has so many opinions <laughs> yes sir
2: oh god i've got a lot oh of opinions. my god um, i i yeah. hear him <laughs> you know what you know what actually if we're gonna do that i did just come up from chatting to rick let's run that right now i do actually have the video for you so let's go ahead and run that right now to start let's
3: hear it we were awful in the first half I'm proud of the guys in the second half. I asked them to do a lot more running and a lot more chasing and try to nick a goal. And we created enough opportunities, but we were not clinical. We weren't good in the final third in any way. And, you know, they scored a goal two minutes into the game on a mishit cross. And then we fell apart. You know, we weren't aggressive. We you know, uh, we, we were letting them have too many easy passes in midfield and um, just not a good, not a good performance at all, and you know Darnell lost his composure, and it really cost us. And um, outside of that, uh, there's not much else to say.
1: Yeah. Oof. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Somber mood today, boys. Somber mood is in full display. Yeah,
2: Followed it up, right? And I will quote Rick on this. He uh, he was asked by uh, the club, put the question in, of you know, well he said about the second half second half performance was an improvement is that you know kind of what they're going to base trying to train more like that for for you know for over the next week and Rick's reply to that was no we were just crap today um he used that word crap specifically to describe the performance and he said that if they play like this next weekend San Antonio are going to kill them um and i don't think that that's an inaccurate at all
1: yeah, and I was uh Owen, oh, I was just asking Edwin about this. What what caused the initial mishaps uh, for Rising? Again, you said second minute, obviously they didn't come prepared to play. So, what was it? The lineup? Was it just the fact that they? This is you know their their third road game and in their first road game in a very long time after those initial two in the at the beginning of the season. So, what happened today?
2: I think it was just kind of a, a case of they fell behind early and never really managed to pick it up from there. Um mm-hmm. I think the early goal for whatever reason just had that kind of an impact on them and they never really kicked it into top gear it felt especially not in that first half where there was maybe one real chance that was taken when Aiden Quinn forced to save uh but you know you look at the rest of it and how, how long was that ball just in the opposition uh, sorry in the um in the rising half it, it didn't feel as though it was coming through it didn't feel as though they were creating many chances on goal um mm-hmm. And I, I know you want to bring in now, we talk about the uh, the midfield and, and I did hear that when I hopped in here uh, <laughs> right before I hopped on to the actual uh, show about the midfield and your thoughts on that with the, the team selection um, in there. I did ask Rick about the team selection. The rationale he gave for that was mm-hmm. simply the fact that he doesn't think that Arturo has been doing enough in the midfield. Wow. Okay. That,
1: that's the rationale that we've given. And and that's the thing that I noticed in the second half. As soon as Arturo came in, I felt like Rising played more cohesively. So, if you take away Arturo, you take away kind of like that link between the midfield and the, and the the front three. But then also, I think Rick really and that's that's something that's come from the preseason that he wanted Arturo to kind of take that next step and be able to be that kind of force with uh, defensively as well. So, that, that's tough for me though. I don't I don't know if if that's well, something well, I agree well, with. The one thing I will say there
2: is that when you're saying about Arturo when he did come on, we can also point out the fact that that's also when Santi came on. And I think between Mm. the two of them, between the two of them, you saw a lot of energy and that really helped. But at the end of the day, yeah, for whatever reason, that first half was was poor. It was atrocious. It was one of, if not the worst half of football that I think any of us have seen Phoenix Rising play. And quite frankly, they deserved to go in
1: at the break, losing by three goals to nil. Uh, Edwin, I don't know if you can put up the uh, the comment from Gerardo here. Um, he says, opinion, I never agreed on King being our captain. He has clearly proven tonight that with putting his teammates in an unnecessary bind. So let's move on and talk about Darnell King for a little bit. The first two goals came on that side that belonged to King. Obviously, frustration came after that. And we all saw what happened uh, during that first half where it, it, it's – I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It looked like targeting initially – Looking back at the replay, it looked, it looked like he missed. He was trying to just kind of shoulder him, but it looked a lot worse because he missed that that shoulder kind of bump that he was trying to do. So, Owen, what do you make of this? And what do you make of Gerardo's opinion here?
2: I think that it's hard to kind of trash him based on this one incident. However, it is a an incident that shows a great deal of ill discipline. Um, there was no need to do that. There was no rationale behind why you go in and make a challenge like that other than sheer frustration mm-hmm. and the problem is that when you are losing two nil which they were at the time when you are going to act out of sheer frustration things aren't going to go well for you and so he goes steaming in takes this guy out now rick had some questions he doesn't like how they came around that decision even though he agrees it was a red card Um, I mean, it's hard to disagree with the fact that it was a red card. It was pretty blatant, I think, to all of us. But it's just, in that moment, that was, and it killed the game. It really killed any chance. And I don't think that Rising were in it prior Mm -hmm. to that, okay? I don't think they were competing prior to that. However, that utterly killed the game because as soon as he goes off, you don't feel like they've got a path back into this match.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Before we continue uh, talking about this, I do want to talk a little bit about OGs. Uh, I know Alex mentioned that at the beginning of the show that we're probably going to need some in order to get over tonight's loss. But if you haven't yet, you can go ahead and stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch made THC gummies from our friends at OGs. They just announced their new mini OGs, which is a three millimeter. Three milligram microdose. Sorry, <laughs> option for those not wanting to dive right into the regular ten milligrams. These will be available on May third, exclusively at Zen Leaf locations through May eleventh. So those are pretty. Uh, those are coming up pretty quick. They have amazing flavors like orange creamsicle, tropical, and watermelon. Slow heads up, I have tried some. They're pretty good, especially the pineapple. Uh, Not on camera like Owen wants me. Uh, But if you're interested in uh, in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OGs Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OGs near you. All right, yo, I know we're kind of like in a bit of a somber mood. <laughs> I think uh, Kieran uh, here put it on uh, on our chat. But yeah, yeah man, like, not not a good time over here. Um, and I was just telling you guys that the first time I went to cover Mexico in uh, San Antonio, they lost 3-0. And the first time I come to cover <laughs> Rising over here at the, in Carson, they lose 3-0 to LA Galaxy. So maybe I should just stay home, right? Maybe well, think-
0: <laughs> before we continue talking about Rising, I think we just got to, you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. We we gotta do our draft game, king of the game right, Let's and it's a it. tough after a tough game like You know who is it? You know, it's, who is it? It's I don't even know who you picked. Pick we're going oh, one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, just talking about you know how when you first covered Mexico, they lost. You <laughs> So this is not maybe a good thing to follow it up with. But the draft king of the game this is to you. You know, shout out to making the trip. You know, first as a rising media member. We know Owen is stacking up those numbers, so we can't give it to him for every road trip. So we had to give some love to Ramon, but also a shout-out to Owen, who's getting a lot of love
1: for his haircut. So Hollywood uh, Hollywood Owen, that's what I'm going to call him. Jesus.
2: we got to take small positives. Small positives from today's game. Is that where
1: we're at? Yeah, yeah, so let's, point let's hear him.
2: Looking about my haircut.
1: Yeah, we're going to prove Kieran <laughs> wrong and, and not, talk about, not be full somber tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. See, I, I think Chris was. You sure we're not going to be full sum because I'm.
2: Go, go for it. I feel like Owen, we're whatever. very much on the path to full sum, though. Well,
0: Owen, I got to ask you. Owen, I, I'm curious because I, I was thinking about this, covering this team last year, and this is what yeah. we talked about during the Las Vegas game. This rising team always struggled from home. And, you know, Rick always said, no, that's not true. We don't care. That's That's just, that's not us. We still get our points away from home. Yeah, it it seemed like it's apparent again this year. It it seems like this team, you know, it hasn't performed the best, you know, on the road. Obviously, we just came from a month where they played six games at home and all that. I mean, is that something that we're going to expect all year long? And does that just make the first seed that important for for rising? You know, because Rick always says it's not that important because we can still play at our best away. But I don't know. I don't know.
2: I I don't know if it's important because of that, but I think it's, well, it is, I suppose. Not necessarily because you'd sit there and say, oh, Rising don't do well away from home. It's the fact that come the end of the season, if someone's finished ahead of you, they're also a very good team. And it comes down to fine margins at that point, of which one of them is the fact that you're going away from home. But... It's not so much, I think, the fact that, look, today's game is or shouldn't be indicative of what a rising away game in a playoff match would look like simply for the fact that you can't really or you shouldn't have at the end of the season a table that has LA Galaxy 2 ahead of Phoenix Rising. And if you do, you've got bigger problems, I think, at that point. Um, Look, tonight's performance was just atrocious, wasn't it? And it... We can put it down to is it the away factor? I, I I don't think you can say that for this. I think this was just bad. Look, last season we saw a three nil loss here, but that three nil scoreline flattered LA Galaxy too. Okay. That one uh late in the season where one of the goals came I believe, when Rising was kind of on a counter trying to get something and the other one came deep into stoppage time, right? That was a that was a loss, but it didn't feel like a 3 nil loss. Today, it felt like Phoenix Rising worked completely outclassed and, quite mm-hmm. frankly, could have lost by 6 or 7 if LA Galaxy 2 had been able to finish. Now, while you were doing the uh, read earlier, I did actually manage. Never say I'm not productive. I did actually manage to get one more video in there so well, i'm clip. just going to introduce this now hang on I'm just going to introduce it by saying that i asked rick for this one what were his words going to be uh, as he goes into the locker room
3: yeah, like i told them at halftime what's the point of me yelling they know i'm disappointed they're more disappointed in themselves and um you know i have to watch again the first 20 30 minutes and uh, try to understand why we weren't aggressive, why we weren't attacking the ball, why we were so late to close down individuals, and uh, and you move on. I think you all appreciate
1: that. He gives me like stern dad vibes. Like I like I'm like I feel bad. Like <laughs> yeah, that's that's rough, man. Like I I I know the rising players are going to be disappointed in themselves, but. It, this this has been a pattern throughout the season. They don't start off strong. They you know besides that Monterey Bay, I don't really can't remember another time where they they come out out of the gun. You know just physical, aggressive, ready to play, ready to to put their stamp on the game. The first half today, looking at the numbers here, fifty eight percent possession for LA Galaxy two, and that turned to seventy percent possession in the second half. That's I know they were man down, but like I to me that's just it's a signal of the hustle and the play and and recovering balls that they lose you know i see i saw a couple of times where marcus epps lost the ball on the right wing kind of just put his hands up and that's it let's let let joa kalistra deal with it that can't happen man like especially at this level you, you gotta no. go back you gotta fight yeah. it's and especially with a team that's kind of struggling defensively
2: you know what i saw and i know you're talking there partly about the early stuff but let's let's talk about just Throughout the second half, the entire game plan from LA Galaxy seemed to be just a break with numbers, and they did time and time again. Time and time again, what we saw, and this is why I'm really, really surprised it didn't end by you know, a much higher margin of victory for LA Galaxy too. Is that there were times when they would be on the break and they'd have four players running forward, and Rising would have three or four defenders.
1: Mm -hmm. It's just bad. Yeah, Johnny, uh, I was mentioning it earlier, Johnny Perez from LA Galaxy 2. He's uh, under under 20 L, um, L3, Mexico's team. He displayed what he has today. You know, he was involved in the first two goals, scored a goal himself. And like you were saying, every time there was a counter, you just kind of, you know, when you were up here with me uh, in the in the press box, we were kind of just sighing because we knew we were coming. And unfortun- unfortunately, uh, that four, five, fifth, sixth goal didn't come through, but they could have been 6-0. It, it could have. Really been so it's it, it could have been a lot worse, that's what I'm trying to say. But is that really a testament to how Galaxy played in the second half or how bad Galaxy 2 were? So
2: I don't know. Um, it's a weird one, and I think that from both sides, I mean, look, let's talk a little bit about the substitutions in the second half and what, what the aim of them was, I guess. And Rick said it was fundamentally just to try and you know flip some people around, get some people rested, being realistic about the position the team was in by, like, the 75th minute at least. I don't know. Galaxy 2's finishing was poor. Mm -hmm. Let's be clear. More than anything else, Galaxy 2's finishing was poor. Um, I can recall a couple of clear-cut chances that Rising had. I can recall more chances than that that Galaxy 2 should have put in the back of the net and did not. And that's in the second half alone. So, I...
3: It's hard. It's
2: hard coming out of this and not trying not to just be Mr. Doom and Gloom and and all, (laughs) you know, pure negativity. But the game was genuinely and I think everyone who's watching us now presumably watched the game and they (laughs) know that that game was really that bad.
1: Yeah, it was it was rough. I think it would have changed a little bit if Repetto would have finished that chance that he had in the first half, if they could have scored that yeah. goal, I think it would have kind of gave rising a little bit more confidence and you wouldn't see the frustration from the defense. And the fact yeah. that Greg Hurst, which we had on the show, and we asked him about this, the fact that defensively, he's trying to be a more complete player. He got that turnover. He set up Repetto, and Repetto just, you know, shot the, the ball out wide. That can't happen, man. Like Repetto, no. he hasn't been in no. the best of form. I think it's rough for, greg Hurst being the only forward slash striker in form Epsa's is not playing well Repetto's not in form santi's coming off that injury i felt like he did play bring in that fire in the second half but if you put everything on Hurst, it's not going to work yeah
2: no you're entirely correct it 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 sets up a, a situation whereby it's easier for the defense to deal with that okay um if a guy like claudia is going to put his chances wider than that then you don't have to pay quite as much attention to him. Um, I mean, more broadly as well, the problem with that is that Hurst was probably the player who was playing most deep out of the four of them um, in that kind of a number 10 role. And that was originally, from what I gathered, that was the plan. It wasn't to play so much of a two up top kind of situation. It was more of a, um, you know, him playing in that kind of Arturo type role. Yeah. Um, I mean, to to talk to some of the other stuff here as well, talking on forwards, Pat Moses in the chat with a comment on, on Antoine the 85th, what's the point? Bring him on earlier and see what happens. Well, the, again, the point from what I gather from Rick is it was rotation at the end of the game. It was the knowledge that the game was done, that they had lost that match, that they had no hope of coming back, and therefore they were going to make a few changes and just... Just play around with it and see what happens. I don't know yep. why it didn't come earlier, but I'd imagine he was probably holding one or two back just in case there were injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to...
1: Well, he's holding one back just in case there were injuries. Um, I think Rick I don't gave know. the team like 20 minutes. The, he gave them around 20, 25 minutes to say, hey, if you can get on the board, you can kind of get something going. You guys can continue, but after that, Quinn for Angiano. I tweeted it out. I was like, if if Angiano's coming in for one of the forwards or, or Quinn, then kind of just wrap it up you know it's not gonna it, they're not gonna do a lot uh, now as far as uh, pat's uh, comment here with Antwi, i wanted him a lot earlier man like you can't give him five minutes at the end of this game this is a perfect game to bring him a lot earlier give him 20 minutes But again again it's the problem of do you use all
2: five subs early doors yeah and then risk going down to nine men mm-hmm. that that's i guess that's the rationale someone has to be the last sub on on the yeah. pitch um, in this case it's Antwi but I for me right and
0: I'm just gonna hop in is that this front three has not been solved there's there's still things that need to be fixed right and there's there's players that are out of form like Repetos we're speaking right and so I think the importance for me is saving Seeing someone like Richmond Antwi get more minutes and see what he can do in that front three, what what he can uh, bring different to understand situations moving forward. Angiano, I, I understand that you know he needs to get his minutes too and all that, but I think I am more wanting to learn about the front three than the midfield. So I would prioritize the sub of Antwi before uh, before Angiano just just in that headspace. I get saving the sub for injury. I think that's a that's a smart move, but. I would rather to see Richmond onto it, see what he does. I don't think he's you know, going to garner that starting spot right off the bat. But I say you give him minutes, see what he can do, see what he can bring, and maybe he's the first guy after Greg you put put on as Repetto gets back into his form.
2: But, you, you know, we're talking here about the front three now while ignoring the fact that Rising conceded three goals in the first half. Well, is the problem right. up <laughs> top? Is the problem up top or is it at the back? I, I mean, it's... Yeah.
0: It's a mixed bag, though. You know, I feel like. Just going to do a big sigh, big sigh.
1: We'll we'll, we'll let Rick figure it out. Uh, Let's take a quick break, guys, and talk about DraftKings. So as you guys know, the NBA playoffs are in full effect, and that means next-level basketball is here. You can get on on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA this week. Um, And if you're a new customer, you can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. Uh, Plus, you can place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit So again, if you guys haven't yet, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You do have to be 21 and over. Arizona-only gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right, y'all. So let's kind of head into the uh, the the last part of the show here. But looking forward, San Antonio has been—I wouldn't call them amazing, but they haven't—they've been playing okay. They beat they put Monterey, Bay. On
2: Monterey Bay. Le- six Monterey Bay. Can you let me, se- can you let me set? Can you L- let me set him up? Six goals on Monterey Bay. Let me set him up.
1: Let me set him up, Owen. <laughs> San Antonio beat Monterey Bay by the score of six to zero. And that, uh, they'll be visiting Rising at Wild Horse Pass next week. So, Owen, Edwin, people in the chat, <laughs> what, does Rick go back to that original lineup that he's been playing with, with Arturo in the middle, say he has, or Quinn, or like uh, Jedi here, 1689Jedi said, seems like we have struggled a lot in the midfield since moving Lambert to center back. What, what's going to happen next week? You know
2: what? I just want to add in quickly on the San Antonio point as well. And I know I was interrupting <laughs> you earlier. Um, yes, they scored six goals. I actually saw one of San Antonio's beat writers claiming that he thought they were actually quite wasteful, even in that match. So Whoa. so I, I know it's Monterey Bay, you know, set expectations accordingly, but... Uh, <laughs> coming off of this, I'm not feeling good. Um, look, I think that... Part of that comes down to is Sievert ready? Mm-hmm. Is he available to play? Um, we don't know at this point in time whether he will be ready to play or not. Um, so
1: now if he is ready, do you, are you going to throw him in there against San Antonio, which is one of the best teams in the league?
0: <laughs> you know, what do you want to do well, what? Yeah, because there's got to be fixes, and for me, I think, um I, we were talking about how Lambert in the back was kind of helping the team in that mojo, but I think this defense is, you know, has their flaws and it is clear, you know, that this line needs fixing. Even when they were, you know, on that 6-0 run, mm-hmm. you push Lambert to that midfield so you can have more defensive help from the midfield because I think that's what Lambert does so well. Mm-hmm. And then you pair him with Aiden Quinn, and for me, should um, either Arturo or CES, and obviously that's going to be the big question. And so you need you need to start someone there. So if Sievert's ready. We'll see if if Musa, you know, if the James Musa is ready, then obviously that's a question. And then again, Manuel Madrid, I know he, you know, defensively, you know, he's he's had his issues, but he's he's been the, one of the most threatening attackers, you know, weirdly, right? As a defender, he he's produced yeah. goals and produces chances, so I mean, he deserves a shout too.
2: Yeah. Let's be clear here. Let's be clear. If Rising put out the team they put out today, which they can't anyway, because Daniel King can't play in that match. Um, but imagine they could, and imagine they played much like they played today. They would lose that game to San Antonio by
1: four or five goals. Yeah. Yeah. that, that um, that's, yeah. Uh, how Glee was <laughs> to, not, to the
3: point, not playing sorry, because actually,
1: of uh, visa stuff or what's going on there?
2: I don't know for certain, but just the reminder on that one, as well, I was about to hop on because we've got the comments in here, um, We don't again, I'm not entirely certain, but at the start of the week, Rick did say they were told on Monday that the final step of uh Sievert's visa issues was going to take three to eight days, and that was the status on Monday. So it meant he could have been ready for this game, he might not. I'm guessing, based on his lack of inclusion in the 18, that either it hasn't been cleared yet or was cleared very late, Mm -hmm. and therefore we haven't yet gotten him fully fully registered we'll see we'll see on that and
1: it is yeah. very plausible that he'll be available for next weekend yeah no I think everybody's excited to see him uh you know based on the highlights um, I'm excited to see him I want to see what he has on the pitch and obviously Darnell not being on that 11 next week that's gonna you know create some shuffling in that lineup so we'll see we'll see what happens but um Edwin you want to kind of give us your your final thoughts of on today's game and then what's gonna happen next well, ladies and gentlemen
0: uh Sun's play tomorrow, so hopefully, hopefully they show up so to make you feel better. But also, you know, tune in. We have a lot to discuss this upcoming week. Obviously, there's a lot of questions going to be asked, a lot of things going to be be said. But at least for, where my headspace is at is the same thing that Rising has not been. There's still things that they got to figure out. This this team is still progressing. They're lucky that they didn't lose 6-0. They they got to learn a lot from this, and they got to see how they rebound because again, the schedule is getting harder. You, the schedule is just going to get harder and a, you're going to have a lot of tough away games. you got to get points. So use this as a learning lesson and you know you got to figure out your lineup and, and who, who should be out there.
2: Just to add now, Rising are flying back tonight is the plan. They're hopping on a bus now over to LAX. They'll be flying back tonight. On that kind of a long trip home, you've got to say the players have got some time to think about this performance today and whether they think that's really up to the standard that's that's expected of them here at Phoenix Rising because, quite frankly, on, on the showing that we saw today, they should all be pretty embarrassed.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, tough two weeks coming up, San Antonio and then uh, U.S. Open Cup at Sacramento. These are must-win games. There's no excuse for that. San Antonio is not the same team they faced uh, earlier in the season in April. uh, They played a lot better since then. They've gotten the results, and so and I know they're looking to get some revenge on on Rising. So it's gonna it doesn't get easier than this. So uh, it's time to regroup and uh, and try to get that W next week. Yeah, it's and it's gonna be a tough one because it is
2: San Antonio Sacramento away in the Cup. And then you come straight back home and you're playing, uh, admittedly recently, as of recent struggling, but, you know, still a very good team in in Tampa Bay Rowdies. And it's going to be a tough stretch, that three
1: tough, tough games in a row for sure for sure all right well we're losing light over here at the in carson so we're going to call it a night but we appreciate everybody uh in the in the chat Devin. i do agree with you i don't know how i feel about owen's new haircut kind of that hollywood (laughs) feel you know as soon as he got here he went to the bar No, i don't like it so uh but yeah no thank you so much for joining us tonight if you haven't yet make sure to like share and subscribe we really do appreciate that you guys can also follow us on twitter at phnx underscore underscore rising double the underscores double the somber shows when they
2: play like this i guess i can't say fun tonight i can't say fun tonight like i i can't
1: he's been researching bars he can go get a drink after the whole time after the second goal so (laughs) all right y'all it's been great thank you so much for joining us we will be back on tuesday until then be well be safe and see you later take care